Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union at 52 5% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Yo, Elizabeth Dutton. Yo, Zaren Burnett. I got a question for you, my girl. Yes, sir. Do you know what's ridiculous? Yes, I do. You going to share it? Yes. Uh, I have tattoos. Really? Yeah. Do you have tattoos? Hell no. no I'm a so. good boy, Elizabeth. You are a good no, boy. No, actually, I honestly do not have any tattoos. Yeah, I have, I have tattoos. And one of the things that I think is kind of interesting about me mm-hmm. is that- And your body art? Is that I am mildly allergic to red tattoo ink. What? Yeah, so like the red in my tattoos, each one it, like it it's slightly raised as really? opposed to the other parts. Yeah. Did you know that going in? No. You no, found I mean that I kind of knew it after one of them after, and then the next one, one I was like, yeah, good, go ahead, who cares. You like put more red in. Yeah. But I try and stay as little red as possible. Oh, okay, so you did be reasonable. Yeah, and so, you know, like a lot of people, there's red in, in color tattoos, Is obviously. This common? It's very common. Huh. Um, and if you're going to be allergic to a color, it's usually red that people are allergic to. Is it because the, the red dyes, and I only know from paint, mm-hmm. it's really, it's a neutral tint base, and it's really hard to put the tints in without the, the dye getting messed up, or the mix getting messed up. Yeah. So is it the same with tattooing? I don't know. There's something about the pigment that people have a reaction to. And mm-hmm. the EU actually has banned a lot of chemicals in mm-hmm. tattoo ink because it has, you know adverse reactions or there's various, you know, chemicals that we don't seem to mind over here that they're like, huh. no, that's actually not good for you. Yeah. Um, and like a lot of people get uh, brand tattoos, like if they really love a brand. Uh-huh. Um, a friend of mine, he is like deathly allergic to peanuts. Mm-hmm. And my brother was trying to convince him to get a Mr. Peanut holding the Grim Reaper side. <laughs> and he wouldn't do it. But aside from that, and I have another friend who there was a tattoo gun going around at this punk house and mm-hmm. he tattooed uh, Taco Bell across his toes. Like like the label? Like it just looks like the letters. Just the words. Yeah. Okay. Or just the letters. Yeah. Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Wow. Uh, so, so he, he did it like the like the hold fast like uh, yes, on your knuckles, yes, but for his toes. But his toes, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. All right. So then, a lot of people too. They get like Heinz fifty seven, the ketchup. A lot tattoo. of people. Apparently, <laughs> okay. a lot of people have them. <laughs> All right. So much so. Oh my God! You snuck one past me. So sneaky. <sighs> so much so that uh-huh. Heinz has gotten together with a a creative agency called Soco. Uh huh. 
and a tattoo ink manufacturer named Electric Ink. Are you kidding me? A tattoo it's, ink it manufacturer? It doesn't contain Heinz 57 ketchup. <laughs> okay. But it's based on the official uh, Pantone shade of Heinz 57 red. How did this come about? Well, you know how I know about it? How do you know is about it, We've got Elizabeth? this really amazing listener uh-huh. named... Pickle Weasel 87. Oh, hey, thanks, Pickle Weasel. Good looking out. <laughs> I, I am so in debt to Pickle Weasel yeah. 87 uh-huh. on this one. But yeah, so they they did this these tattoos, these tattoo ink. Mm-hmm. It's only available in Brazil. <laughs> Is I don't that know. Like legal reasons? Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> loose, only Bolsonaro would sign laws. off on this and we got it through before Lulu got elected. Pretty much. Okay. And then they had all these Brazilian tattoo artists come up with flash designs Having to do with ketchup or Heinz or uh-huh. tomatoes or <laughs> pizza for some reason. I guess maybe they put pizzas, ketchup on pizza in Brazil. Who's oh, to say? Um, but the, the designs are actually like, you know, I wouldn't get any of them. Except uh-huh. there's one that's like really nice botanical drawings. And then one kind of looks like a fig. I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's cool. If you're into that sort of thing. So I would also say it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, you stuck that one. Well, I way totally to go. Did. Nice team up, Sneaky. you and Pickle Weasel. Yep. But if you got a second, I got one for you. Yes. Yeah. You know how they say a wedding is one of the happiest days of your life? Sure. Yeah, like they really do say that. Oh, okay. Right? Well, I imagine it's even happier if you fake it all. Right? <laughs> Probably. It, really, it takes the pressure off. Sure does. <laughs> This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. Always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Zarin. I have a couple special stories for you today. Okay. Stories of love. Uh-huh. Not really. You ever <laughs> heard of someone faking their own kidnapping to get out of their upcoming wedding? Uh, Yeah, sure. No, soon you'll be able to say yes oh, with the okay. affirmative. I mean, I could imagine it. But you're going to tell me about someone who actually did that. Yeah, soon you'll have crossed that line. You will be (laughs) before and after. Now you will be someone who have (laughs) have heard of this. Back in 2005, there was the case of The Runaway Bride, Mm -hmm. which came six years after the 1999 Julia Roberts movie of the same name. Oh, I think I remember this. Do you? Both the movie and the the gal who did a runner. Look at you. All right. Which did you prefer, the Julia Roberts movie or The Runner? Uh... I don't know. I like the movie, and I have vague memories of the runners. So. <laughs> Do you remember the movie? Yeah, right? Okay. Isn't it with uh, one of the Dermot Mulroney, sure. Mur- Mulroney Dermot I think you're McDermott? Right. That sounds right. Whatever that guy mm-hmm. is. Yeah, like, him. He does a lot of, he's a lot of different guys. Dermoting around, yes. Yeah, but he's like a Mul- Mac- McElroney. Yeah, Mulroney McElroney, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That guy, uh-huh. and then... Was that with Cameron Diaz? I believe maybe. And then the British guy? Well, maybe, I think you may be mixing up my best friend's wedding. Oh, I am. I'm totally yeah. mixing up my best friend's wedding. I think you're switching them up, yeah. Okay, so then I don't think I've seen the wedding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've seen one wedding movie, you've seen them all. What happens in The Runaway Bride? Does she run away? <laughs> she gets, she leaves the altar. She and that's just, the whole she movie? Ditches. No, there's like, it's like a whole thing. I didn't see it. Who else is in it? I think Hugh. I don't know. I didn't see it. It's another British guy. Maybe. Let's say it is. I don't know. Yeah, so we got a movie to go look into. 
So, I can't believe I was like convinced. I said, oh yeah, I've yeah, totally, totally seen I it. I know that one. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's like her Top best friend's wedding, and then she like, yeah, okay. She, oh, her best friend. Oh, that's she plays where the a name. high end escort, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and then she meets a guy in Beverly Hills, I think. And, and then, then she cleans up all the water in the Central Valley. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you yeah, got it. I've seen every movie. Well, the real life runaway bride, her government name Jennifer. Carol Wilbanks. Mm. Ringing any wedding bells? Nope. Okay, well, she was 33-year-old at the time of her self-abduction. Jen was set to marry her sweetheart, John Mason. Good, John, solid American That's like man. a Hallmark movie. Oh, it sounds like somebody who signed the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I love that I, I reference Hallmark movies all the you time. Do. I have never, never seen one. Seen one. Uh-huh. I know it about you. It's just like this idea, this figment it's of your own imagination. Concept. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the uh, couple, they were living in Duluth, Georgia at the time. And mm. on April 26th, fiance John Mason, he phoned the police. He called him up. He's like, hey, Jennifer's missing. Hey. Yeah. So she'd gone out apparently for an evening jog and then poof, she disappeared. Right? Like Kaiser Soze. Gone. Uh-oh. Yeah. Next day, Mason and 250 of his neighbors, family, friends, law enforcement, they launched a search for Jennifer. Mm. The Duluth PD, they believe that Jennifer, you know, may have been grabbed. So it was also likely that possibly the quote, she was dealing with the case of the premarital jitters. Now, when, what year was this? 2006. Okay. So this was like at the beginning where everything was human trafficking for people. Sure. I think you reread different press, but yes, let's say it was the beginning of everything's <laughs> human trafficking. <laughs> no, but it was about the time when this was kicking off. This is like late Bush years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh... Well, we basically, you know, the sheriff, to do an impression of him, he was like, you see what we have here, Elizabeth, is a failure to communicate Some men marital <laughs> jitters. I've seen it here before. <laughs> no, anyway. oh, no. Yeah, he's back. But the mayor of Duluth, he was all in. He dedicated roughly $50,000 of the town's money. And it's not a big town, but a town's money to search for the missing That's fiance. So Tips came in. Clues were found. People were looking everywhere. Clothing was discovered. I know how you love clues, special <gasps> I investigator. Know how I love clothing. Clump of brown hair found near a pond. Oh, yikes. Yeah, it didn't look good, though, Elizabeth. We were like, whoa, what's going to happen? Are we going to find it, something we don't want to see? Was it cut hair or was Just it like clump. yanked out at the roots? I don't know. That's a good question. There was, was there no scalp involved. No skin in the reporting I read. A little flap? <laughs> so, but they did find some suspected murder weapons. No blood or rust or anything on them. Just don't get excited. Okay. So, two days later, April 28th, the mayor addresses the worried town. He informs the town people that he has called in the GBI, that's the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, right? And he called in also the FBI, that's That's the the... Federal Bureau of Investigations. (laughs) (laughs) And they were now treating the disappearance as a criminal investigation. The uh, spotlight shifted to old John Mason. Did he get rid of her? Yes. So, did he? Yeah. That did... was the last time she was seen. <laughs> exactly. It was about to be total Dateline special. But meanwhile, Jennifer's family offered a large reward for the safe return of their daughter. Uh-huh. It, well, if, it, if you want to think of it as a ransom before they got offered the ransom, they put out a reward. Like, if maybe sure. you have our daughter That's here. That's kind of what they do. They put out rewards. Exactly. So no one came forward. Uh-huh. Uh, the husband-to-be, he receives a phone call with information about where his missing fiancé was. The call was from his missing fiancé. <laughs> <laughs> she knew everything about where she was. She's like, She's the like expert. if you want to find me, someone said that yeah. I'm right here. I'm right where I am. So <laughs> Jen called John, and she was like, I'm not dead. <laughs> Surprise. I'm he, of dead. course, was frantic, right? And he was like, I thought you were dead. You know, the classic movie line. He asked where she was. Jen's like, I'm at a payphone. And he's like, what happened? He's like, I just got released by my captors. So she speaks kind of briefly with John. And then Jen hangs up. And she calls 911. And in the recorded 911, 
911 call. Now Jen sounds frantic, right? Uh-huh. She tells the 911 operator that she'd been taken by a couple. This couple, Elizabeth, they were a Hispanic dude and a white woman, both apparently in their 40s. They were driving a van, a blue van. Be very specific. Got to have a color. So <laughs> blue van. The 911 operator asked, do you know which direction they're currently headed? Jen told the operator, quote, I have no idea. I don't even know where I am. So This sounds so much like, you're, fast forward, there was that bozo Gabby Papino or whatever yes. her name is uh-huh. up north in California. Did basically the same thing. Yes. But she wasn't running from a She wedding. also blamed Mexicans she being totally in did. Yes, she exactly. Totally so this 911 operator, they knew exactly where Jen was because they're a 911 operator. So they <laughs> right. just, they caught the, the call trace. They showed that Jen was calling from a 7-Eleven in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Wow. Yes, Jen was in the land of enchantment. <laughs> So it's they so have a beautiful there. They go and they pick her up at the 7-Eleven. Her family's overjoyed, of sure. course. So we got Jen back then. Good. And the FBI, though, a little suspicious. They're like, this. Well, they're female body inspectors, so. <laughs> <laughs> of course they're suspicious. So naturally they went to work inspecting <laughs> that female body. Their suspicions were confirmed. When during their interrogation of Jen, because when they got a hold of her, they're like, we need to ask you some questions. They didn't tell her like, hey, this is an interrogation, but maybe they did. I don't know. I wasn't there. Anyway, Jen admits that she was not actually grabbed by a white woman and Hispanic man in their 40s and in a blue van. Mm -hmm. She'd made that all up. Shocker of shockers. Yes. Jen said she just needed to get away from her fiance. The upcoming wedding was just giving her agita. I made the agita. She did not use Italian. That'd be amazing. But she needed to put a continent between her and her premarital She's all mad on these people. (laughs) Exactly. All hand gestures. So the problem for Jen was not only she faked her own disappearance, but now she had lied to the FBI. Elizabeth, if I can give you one piece of criminal advice, never lie to the FBI. No, that is one of the stupidest things. Just say nothing. They're going to figure it out. And also, it's a federal felony to lie to them. You will Uh do time for just lying to them. You don't have to do another crime. That's the only crime. (laughs) Anyway, a week after she cancels her wedding with John Mason, the FBI charges her with making false statements. Oh, there it is. So Jennifer Wilbanks, meanwhile, at this point, she's checked herself into a facility to get help because she needs to address my physical and mental issues, which I believe have played a major role in me running from me. Was she suffering from, quote, exhaustion? <laughs> I bet. She wants to spend more time with her family. No, but she, uh, this, none of this forestalls the FBI because they're the FBI, right? They're like, we are going to inspect that female body, goddammit. So <laughs> they get in there and they're like, well, we'll wait for you to get out of your facility, though. We're, you know, we're gentle about this. Now, mm-hmm. on June 2nd, the FBI charges Jennifer with making false statements to law enforcement officially, namely to the FBI. You know, they're like, hey, that's a federal felony. We got to charge you right. for that, Jen. Now, Jen, she gets lucky because she strikes a plea deal. And she, uh, rather than have our lawyers, uh, strike a plea deal and you know can you guess what her punishment might have been just I mean I'm just going to kind of skip to it because I'll tell you this but she got a plea deal what's her punishment restitution I would think pay back the town and she was on the hook by the way for five years in a federal penitentiary that was the possible maximum okay she pleads no contest so that helps lower you know right so what's her punishment I don't know two years of probation the old Brock Turner. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's not all, Elizabeth. She also received 120 hours of community service. I did the math. That's 15 days of cleaning trash alongside the highway. Okay. Yeah. So as for the money that the city of Duluth paid to look for Jen, she said, I'll give you 13 grand on it. So that's her restitution. You called that. She, yeah. was, she was also ordered to pay 2250 to the Gwinnett County Sheriff's Department. Okay. Because they had their whole two-day search to pay right, for. Right, right. I've had the, you know, search for me, and it's costly, right? <laughs> anyway, that was that. Once her parole was over, her criminal record gets expunged. Ta-da! Wow. Summer months pass. Autumn months pass. We think nothing's really going to happen. Then this little news story that went viral, it pops back up because the new year turns, months stretch on, and as spring became summer in Georgia, do you know what happened? In October 2006, 
there was this, this, just I don't know, a blossoming, if you will. It uh-huh. was the desire for legal action. Okay. Jen sued her former fiance. Wait, she sued? <laughs> she sued him. Oh, they, so you they, said former, so yes, they... they... They split. Okay. So do you know why she possibly would sue him when she was the one <gasps> who ran? Sue me, sue you. I don't know. <laughs> and so what well, he did, he countersued her. Good for right? him. She sued him for a half million dollars. What? So the runaway bride sued her former fiance because, you know, like what, what grounds could she possibly, yeah. like mental duress? You know, what was it? A book deal, Elizabeth, a book deal. She was now a criminal, so she had gotten a book deal. Wait, she got a book deal? Yes, although she hadn't caught, in her, she hadn't caught a sentence yet, uh, she did become a famous official criminal. So while she was, like, under medication in the facility, her fiancé signed a book deal, like, in her name, I guess, or in their name. And, oh. uh, yeah, then so she sued because he took that money and bought a house and then, like, broke up with her. And then so she's like, I want my half of the house. Oh. And the lawyers, like, threw in some punitive damages, right? Interesting. Yeah. So she had to deliver on the book. God, you know those like some shark agent is poking around like, hey, listen. It's like someone will buy this in a I supermarket. I heard your lady skip town. Why don't you write a book about? It? So he countersues her for I don't know what, just harassment. <laughs> sure. so, then finally in December, oh, breach a contract perhaps maybe. in terms of her. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. What, I didn't read the lawsuits because it just seemed. I'm, I'm just a simple country non-lawyer. <laughs> what I'm do I know? Tell you, this is the tale of lo- love gone or wrong. <laughs> now, uh, anyway, they dropped their. They're matching his and hers lawsuits. Okay. And they decided to move on with their lives. But the world wasn't ready to say goodbye to the real-life runaway bride, Elizabeth. Mm. She kept showing up in the culture in her jogging suit. When she oh, was no arrested, way. she had it on a jogging suit. And, the, and Albuquerque PD put over this, like, little white towel over her head because it was, like, hot, I guess. I guess. And they were like, yeah, this is to cool her down. So that became uh, her iconic image. Jogging suit, white towel on her head, huh. like, huddled up, right? So now they sold a runaway bride action figure, complete what? with the towel that you could use to cover her little action figure head. Is it, like, an Archie McPhee thing? I don't Dude, I don't even know. So on eBay, though, a person sold a piece of toast that resembled Jen. What? It was like an image of Mother Mary, you know, in the clouds, like a face of Jesus on the side of a Pop-Tart. So this toast with the likeness of Jen, it gets treated like a religious icon, and it has the value of one because how much do you think it went for, Elizabeth? I don't know. I am so irritated. $15,400. What? Yes. Before we had NFTs, who, we'd already lost a damn mind. Who bought this? <laughs> I don't know. I want their name. Who bought this? I have no idea. There's a Who but, spent $15,000 on a piece of toast, toast looks with like a, a picture that celebrity. no one knows who it is? <laughs> exactly. It could have been anyone. <laughs> you would the idea of who she was would have gone stale faster than the bread. This I like mean, shroud like, of Turin toast yeah, that they're trying exactly. to put out there that is her? 15 grand. But that's not all. The fine makers of America's hot sauces, they were inspired to make a high tail and hot sauce. Oh, God. Yeah, the Albuquerque Albuquerque PD, they got in on the act, too. They put up a billboard with a a deputy chasing after a woman in a white wedding dress. And the tagline for the billboard said, run away from your current job? Call APD recruiting. No. No. (laughs) But my favorite had to be, out of all the Jen the Runaway Bride-like cultural ephemera, was the little-seen 2008 movie, The Grand. Do you know this movie? Uh, No. I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. And at one point, there's a montage of women. Is Julie Roberts in it? Woody Harrelson is in it. Okay. So Woody Harrelson is apparently some sleazebag, and he's going to get—he was— married to a lot of women in the past. And Mm -hmm. one of the women that is shown in a montage of all the women from his past he was married to was Jennifer Wilbanks. So they threw her picture in there. Oh, you're kidding. Yes. And so I've got to see, I've seen a ton of bad movies. I have not seen this one. But I will see anything with Woody Harrelson. So now there's two movies we got to (laughs) see. Anyway, I never saw The Grand and I will be back after this break. I'm going to go look up where I can find it. Please do. Please do. Can I 
rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60 day money back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. My girl, Elizabeth. Dude. You're back. Yes. I'm back. We're, We're all here. here. Hello. Okay. Well, have you ever been tempted to arrange your own wedding? No. Really? Never once? Never nope. once? You're like, I'm going to arrange my own wedding. No? Okay. Nope. Well, didn't come up. Well, anyway, well, here's how you do it, right? If you select a groom for yourself, you set up with <laughs> you their family. select a groom for yourself. Yeah. You're like, you're a medieval maiden. You're like, I present the maiden to you and your groom. You set it all up. You arrange your own wedding, right? Or if you're the groom, you do the same thing. You just come in like, like hey, where's your medieval maiden? I am the groom presenting myself. So it's myself. just like getting married, but... No, but like old school style, like you have to go like, wouldn't we be a good fit, huh, right? Okay. You know, that's the idea. Well, I got a story for you about exactly that. Mm-hmm. This will probably be not at all surprising to you. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it will be. Anyway, a young woman wanted to get the attention of her ex. So what does she do, Elizabeth? She does what any relatively unhinged person would do. She hires a professional photographer, a male model, and she shoots an elaborate video faking her own wedding. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she just drove by his house a bunch of times at night. But... <laughs> Look at me and Chad. <laughs> no. So her plan was to get her ex to text her, so she faked a wedding. Okay. I don't understand this. That doesn't anyway, make zero sense. Apparently, she thought that her ex would see the elaborate, stunning portraiture of her as a bride, and he would be just overwhelmed, just become with jealousy and regret, and he would then convince her to leave her new husband, so I guess. doesn't work that way. Anyway, it was a far-fetched plan. Whatever. Yeah. So the fake bride was kind enough to share all of this on TikTok. So if <laughs> you're into course. it, you can look up D-I-E, like die, Shocklin, S-C-H-E. 
A-K-L-I-N, user D. Shocklin, right? And she posted on November 11th, 2021. Yes. She added the caption, worst part is he watched my story and he still didn't reach out. <laughs> my favorite comment though on all this stuff had to be the horse is a paid actor <laughs> so the less romantic and practical minded among us we focus on the fact that why would her ex reach out after she got married like, yeah that's right the, like you t- like, do an engagement party she needs better friends yeah and, like, we, help we, her out with it exactly so maybe she should fake a, like a friend party get some friends in there she could hire those actors maybe no, hit it off with a couple of them fake like a, a traumatic injury and that you're like, it was such a close call. Oh, that's good. And then he's got, oh, you know, like, I almost lost you and now I realize. Oh, that's smart. But also, there's my whole thing that if, if you're broken up and they don't want to be with you, why do you want to be with them? You don't con somebody Let into it being go. your partner would, for you life. You can't force someone. Yeah. Well, one of the commenters wrote, I think, my favorite comment. They said, quote, I did this and he actually reached out and stopped the wedding and he asked me to marry him. All it takes is just the right amount of crazy ladies. Lies. <laughs> I don't believe that one Total lies. <laughs> but I that was find... like a like a twelve year old boy in a basement somewhere writing that. <laughs> they just watched the graduate. They're like, <laughs> I was like, I got on the back of a bus and it's... anyway. So there is no plastics. Apparent... No <laughs> one word for you. <laughs> an imminent shortage of crazed marriage hopefuls, as we have seen. Right yeah. in Germany, there was a woman who wanted to get back at her ex by faking a wedding. The woman, her name is Sarah Villard. She was a student at the time, twenty four years old. She wanted the cold satisfaction of vengeance. Mm. Yeah, so she wanted she and her boyfriend they'd broken up all right three three months later she still burned for satisfaction so she decided she'd get her revenge by getting fake married again i'll show you yeah. and he's so like okay she hired a stand-in stunt groom she bought herself an exquisite wedding dress she asked her friends to be her bridal party she booked herself a like a suite at the villa kennedy in frankfurt germany it's a five-star hotel over there ich bin ein. It's, yeah it's known for its dedication to luxury oh. yeah it's very nice <laughs> so anyway she arranges a sumptuous photo shoot once she'd faked her nuptials elizabeth she did what any new blushing bride would do she posted them all to social media, and she soundtracked the video with the Gnarls Barkley song, Crazy. Oh, that is on little... the nose. <laughs> exactly. Wait. It worked. Her ex saw the images, and unlike the first cat, he reached out. Are you kidding What me? was his response, Elizabeth? Did he reach out because he just wanted to say, like, I want my favorite hoodies back? No. no he's like, you are crazy. He wanted her. The court of the fake bride, she said, quote, he found out through Instagram and texted me the next day and freaked out because he thought I was cheating on him while we were together. Oh God. I don't know why she sounds like she's from the Valley, even though she's she from is. Germany, but In whatever. In her heart of hearts. He assumed that she was cheating when they were together. Spiritually from the Valley. only made things worse. And then he decided it, you know, he would come back to her for cheating and he wanted to talk about how dare you cheat him. So she knew her man, I guess. Okay. And at this point, she'd gotten what she wished for. And then she decided at the end, Sarah Villard, she triumphantly reported, quote, he came to my house and wanted to talk to me afterward. I wasn't interested. I blocked him everywhere, and I set my profile to private, Wait. and I removed the pictures. She Wasn't did all that. that. The goal? <laughs> exactly. She got it. What? Her- These two train wrecks need to be taken <laughs> off the market. Go together, and then don't reproduce. Just stay off to the side. Well, dude, she got her revenge. It was a very Real Housewives Vanderpump oh God, Rules. Totally. I love New York kind of way. Toxic, toxic culture. By the way, do you remember I love New York? Like what, the t-shirt? The New York, uh, not the city, the person. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. New York was the nickname that Flavor Flav gave Tiffany Uh, Pollard. Oh, right, right, right. She was then the star of I Love New York, the show, which was a spinoff from The Flavor of Love. Oh, my God. You just opened up a vault of like a... (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen it, but now it's like there's this whole... Okay. portion of the aughts that I closed off that didn't exist. Oh, I've got a charcuterie ready for you, <laughs> oh, Elizabeth, God. of early aughts. Fine. <laughs> just 
meat products. We uh-huh. have the VH1 reality show Flavor of Love. That was one that was a, it was a contest to find a partner for Flavor Flav. Which is okay. Right, which is wild like, enough. right there. Lasted three seasons. But three that, seasons? Yes, that itself. The, they what, did this th- like three times? Three, three, three years seasons. of this? Oh, yes. And by the way, it was a spinoff from Strange Love, which was the reality show that documented the love affair between Brigitte Nielsen, the uber-tall blonde actress, <gasps> oh my God, and her lover, right. Flavor Flav. That's right. That's right. Oh. <laughs> and now that show, Elizabeth, oh, no. was a spinoff from no. the original reality show that no. spawned the rest of all of them, VH1's The Surreal Life, which is basically Big Brother, but with C-list celebrities. Oh. That's where Flavor Flav and Brigitte Nielsen that met. That wasn't Surreal Life, love. wasn't the Paris Hilton one? What was that called? Uh, the... I don't remember. I, I can think of it for a I second. That, yeah. Yeah, whatever. The, like, the, I don't remember. Simple Life? The simple Life. That's okay. it. Nice. There you there go. There it is. So you may not know this, but Flavor Flav is a musical prodigy. He can play like 15 instruments. Really? He taught himself piano when he was five. You're kidding. He's insanely good on piano. So if you're ever bored one day, go look up Flavor Flav plays piano on the YouTube. Okay. It's, it's amazing. Anyway, so this surprise side of Flavor Flav, it, it appealed to Brigitte Nielsen. She likes a man who is a, you know, a renaissance man. She used to date, uh, you know, Stallone, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, okay. Isn't he, she particularly smart herself? Yes. Like yes. She also used to date well-educated. Dolph Lundgren, who is who also is brilliant. Brain genius. Yes, and she likes a really, you know, intense man who's really smart and has, like, secret hobbies. So they were an odd pairing, sure, but they hit it off, and it looked like they could be really in love, so boom, they get their own reality show. And it looked like for a while they would get married, but then they broke up, right? So then, Uh which led to the reality show Flavor of Love, that was for him to find broken-hearted flavor to find a new boo. Then that led to him meeting New York, which, well, they didn't fall in love. That She did get her own show, I Love New York, and then can I read you, by the way, my favorite paragraph? I did a little research on all this. So Wikipedia... Fascinated. Entry on the Flavor of Love, quote, On May 14th, 2008, it was announced that Flavor of Love 3 would be the final Flavor of Love. After three seasons, Flavor Flav chose to not marry or date any of the winners from any of the three seasons. Instead, it was revealed that he would marry Liz, the mother of his seventh child, <laughs> Karma. On the season three reunion show. Whoa, 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 wait. The kid's <laughs> name is Karma? Karma, yes. <laughs> no, I can't say Elizabeth. The early aughts, the, you know what? I've got, I have a brand new seventh kid. I might as well marry that kid's mom. <laughs> yeah, but what up? You know, the TV show will put up for the wedding. It's awesome. <sighs> I miss this. Like, I know that I this, don't. I know you don't. I mean, I, and I didn't, I wasn't a fan of the stuff at the time, but. Uh, give me 10 Flavor of Flaves compared to everything we have now. I, I'm willing to go back to 10 Flavor of Flaves or Flavor of Loves. I, I, I like Flavor of Flaves. Yeah, Flavor of Flaves. <laughs> By it's the way, like Flavor, <laughs> flavor of, of Flaves, like Slayer of Dragons. <laughs> I am the Flavor of Flaves. <laughs> the Flavor of Love season two finale, by the way, mm-hmm. was the second highest rated non-sports basic cable show of 2006. What? Yes. Anyway, where was If I? you say flavor enough times, yes. it stops it just being turns a word. Into, yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, fake weddings. Chess. You may be wondering, is there I don't hear anything illegal in some of this stuff. Where is the crime? Well, Elizabeth, don't worry about that. You want a wedding story laced with crime? Yes. We have to return to the Americas. Yes, (laughs) of course. Unlike our European fraudster cousins, we'll fake a wedding to get out of a three-car accident or DUI (laughs) charges. Oh, no, boyfriend, be gone. I got these cops on my behind. (laughs) So we had the runaway bride, right? Well, Elizabeth, I'd like you to meet the DUI bride. Oh, boy. Amber Young, driving around Tucson, Arizona, in a wedding dress. Eating a Sonoran hot dog. (laughs) Eating a Sonoran hot dog. Trying not to spill. Trying to keep it white. She was speeding. She was also recently in a three-car pileup and she was drunk. So the Tucson PD pull her over and they discover that Amber, shocking, smells like liquor. Her response, I just want to get to my wedding. So So this is, she was in a three-car accident. Yes. Like fled that beforehand, yeah. or, or like that same day, like moments like, later. Mo- like earlier, boom, gets in a three car accident. P 
peels away, drives away, and, is and just keeps ambering on down the Tucson road. The I cops see. catch up to her, pull over. They're like, ma'am, you need to pull over. She's like, I'm just, I want to get to my wedding. And the oh, officer's boy. like, is that your wedding dress that you're spilling Sonoran hot dog sauce on? She's in the wedding dress She's wearing driving? the wedding dress, yes. And, oh, my uh, God. Amber confidently tells the officer, yes, it is. And then the officer has the obvious <laughs> question, ma'am, have you been drinking? And uh, <laughs> Amber says, no, I have not been. And then she's like, well, maybe it's a little bit because I'm kind of nervous. And so she admits oh she was nervous about her upcoming wedding. She had a bad case of the jitters. I'm just very scared about everything, is what she said. And I oh, quote. Oh, my God. And so they weren't her therapist, so they didn't care about her being very scared about everything. They just cared about her being a drunk driver. Right. So they arrested her. So right. They processed uh, her mounting fears in jail. And, uh... The uh, Tucson PD, they asked her, you know, to do a field sobriety test. Obviously, she was unable to guide her fingertips to her nose, walk the straight line. And then the one officer, right before they booked her, they were like, Amber, do you think you should have been driving today? Her <laughs> she response totally is incredible, Elizabeth. Amber says to the Tucson PD officer, I think I'm getting married today. Oh, I wasn't really sure that I was supposed to be doing today. <laughs> I think I'm getting married today. But I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to be doing. I think that's what oh I was doing. God. But there Again, may have, there may have been other things on my to do list. She needs better I friends. Have not gotten to it. Oh my yes. God. So they came up with the rest of her day. They arrested her. They <laughs> took her, booked her on a DUI. Spent, she spent two days honeymooning in the county lockup. <laughs> now, for purposes of fairness and equality, I would like to present to you now a wayward groom. Okay. Because, you know, it's unfair to make it seem like it's always right, brides running. Right. So this dude, he faked a kidnapping to get out of a wedding. <sighs> Yes, he was an older cat, 55-year-old bachelor. Who oh, brought, who should know better. Resided in the small town of Colombia, in Colombia, the country, uh, called Pitalito, which uh -huh. means Little Pital. <laughs> 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 so his wedding was slated, scheduled. Fiance, local woman, they shared friends and neighbors. They were of the same community. Uh -huh. Wedding day draws closer. His feet grow even colder. <laughs> he decides married life just isn't for him, right? So he has to get away. What's he going to do, Elizabeth? He does not have Calgon. What's he going to do? <laughs> He decides he will steal himself. He kidnaps himself, or rather, he he faked it. He didn't even really kidnap himself. <laughs> Just walked so, off. Yeah, he didn't realize how seriously his friends and neighbors would take his disappearance, though, yeah. because he over kind of overshot that one. So the police get called in. The army gets involved. Meanwhile, on his side, yeah, it was just him and his deadbeat friends, who I assume were like his friends from the local bar. They were the ones who came up with, you know, what you should do, man. You should... <laughs> so they're like, yeah, his buddy's like, just lay low, man, hide out, stay outside for a few days. We'll call the cops and we'll tell them, hey, man. And we looked for you. We couldn't find you. And then they'll just call off the search. It'll be cool, man. Don't worry about it. Hey. And so Simone, the fiance, mm -hmm. she was not into this. And so he goes into hiding. And uh, friends call into the emergency services. They report, hey, our buddy's missing. And the buddy <laughs> has been abducted by a small group of well-armed men, right? So they're like, you know. Like I, Fark. I think Fark has them, yeah. right? So the gang, uh, they said this gang roared up on motorbikes. They pointed guns. They abducted the groom and zoomed away. So that totally makes no sense. Right. But the story, that's the story they tell. But the thing was, it was too specific. It was, it was too dramatic. It huh. caught the attention of too many ears because it was just too compelling. Men on motorbikes, heavily armed. Is Fark back? I thought we yeah, had beaten them. <laughs> I thought we were like, so they, people, they wanted in. The cops, the army, they all decide we're going to catch these lawless bandits. We can't have this happening again because, Elizabeth, do you know about this? Colombia and their long tradition of, of hijacking and ransoming and, and kidnappings. Yeah. 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 So they, they would do a lot of kidnappings. I knew a couple of Colombians who got kidnapped when they were teens and they got their family had to ransom them right, off. Right, yeah. So There are a lot of baseball stars. Yes, well, not exactly. A lot. But music yeah. stars and baseball yeah, stars. Yeah. That's, I knew musicians. Anyway, so the police, the army, they're like, we got to put a stamp to this. We, we we just got the tourists back, damn it. So they're like, okay, 
how are we going to like, you know, take this behavior seriously? They're like coordinated task force. So they come in to find this guy. They swoop in police, army, helicopters, the whole bit. And they also shut down all the roads into and out of the town. This is like, wow. you know, some rural place. And now nobody can get out. Everything's shut down. Then they go up and do a street to street search looking <gasps> for the missing crew. Oh my God. So finally someone comes forward. They're like, I need to get to my, see my girlfriend in the next town. He's not here. All right. They, they, they give him a tip. They're like, oh, you, got, you can find the missing groom. They tell him right where he's hiding. They're like in the nearby town. My guess is this is one of his buddies from the bar yeah. who like, couldn't go to the bar. He's like, yeah. I'll tell you where he is. Fine. Man. So they go and the police, they find him. They settle up the affair. Now, what do they do? They decide to keep the fraud groom's identity a secret from the press because you know you know why would they do that elizabeth i don't know because this was not the groom's first time ditching a bride at the altar this was his second and they were worried that if they let his name out the locals would go and they would find him and they would do they take justice into their own hands and then then they'd have a murder investigation to take care of the police we don't want that (laughs) so they you know, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, I yes. think he would be disappointed with his fellow Colombians' lack of imagination. I think because, so. you know, we should have let this one play out. Oh, yeah. Well, was, he could have come up with a much more fanciful explanation. This for is it. magical realism coming I like to be. that he was just blown away that he couldn't believe people were looking for him. Yes, like for that. Totally. Because that always seems to happen. Yes. And a lot, like, the worst is if they're not looking for you. <laughs> like, when I was like four, yes. I declared that I was running away from home. Uh-huh. And I made a little hobo bindle oh, with nice. two cans of grape soda. Okay. On a hobby horse stick, uh-huh. and off I went. But well, that was it, just the grape soda. Sure, that's Not all even I needed. Like a package just, of crackers. just a gallon, some grape soda. Uh-huh. And I went and I sat under the back deck. No tube of chapstick. No one came looking for me. <laughs> and I was under there for a really long time. <laughs> like two days? <laughs> now, how long were you under there? I don't know, a couple hours. And then I like then I saw these eyes in the dark and I mm-hmm. got freaked out and I ran out and it was our cat. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, I had to declare myself returned. <laughs> <laughs> I am unkidnapped. Stop looking for me, everybody. I'm back. <laughs> They look up from the newspaper. Exactly. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Well, uh, now that you're back, Elizabeth, let's take a little break. And uh, I've saved the craziest bananas in this bunch for last. Mm. So buckle up, Buttercup. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, Elizabeth. Okay, Zaren. I told you I promised you that I saved the best and the most criminal for last. You did. Okay. You ready to be horrified? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one's a wild Always. one. Always. Meet Tony Standen, 29-year-old British woman and would-be bride. Hi. Yeah, Tony and her partner were looking to have a very extra special wedding day, and she deserved one. I'll tell you why. They had asked her friends and family and social media followers to help them enjoy their special day. They had a they had a GoFundMe. Uh, yes. To sweeten their. I pitch. am so tired of people with their hands out. But aside, keep going. Let me finish before you take that stance. Okay. To sweeten their pitch, they let everybody know that the wedding was Tony's dying wish. <laughs> I still, I stick by it. Don't Tony put your hand had up. a terminal form of cancer. I, st- I stick by it. I'm going to hang <laughs> on to this. Come on. She even had the shaved head to prove it. Her father had recently passed away from his own terminal cancer. All right. I mean, you know what? I'm hanging in there. <laughs> hanging, I'm hanging in there. I like it. I Come like on. It. Hold on to that. Hold, you're like a little bull rider over there. Can you make <laughs> eight seconds, I Elizabeth? I am white knuckling <laughs> Okay. Now, before the scheduled wedding was, was to come, the father died from his own terminal cancer. This added more tragedy to their story because he was able to record a message and then have that play at the eventual wedding. Uh-huh. Real heartbreaker. I mean, here, let me just put this out there. Yes, please. For the GoFundMe thing. Uh-huh. I'm still hanging on to the <laughs> bull here. I'll, we'll come back but to But if it. it's I'm like, oh, back. you know, someone was in an accident and they can't make their hospital bills. That's yes. one thing. Yes. But like when people are like, I want a dream wedding. Just go to the courthouse for crying <laughs> out loud. If it's so important to get married, do that. Yes. You don't, not everyone gets to have the dream wedding. Or yeah, or take your time and make or sure Or people that who are like, I want a car. Okay, well, we all want a lot of things in life. <laughs> really really coming down hard on this one. I've just, yeah. you know, I am going old farmer on this. I, I, I understand, you know, if if you were uh, of the opinion of those who were raised by those raised in the Depression, <laughs> you're going to see things like money and string and whatever use paper differently. Yeah, so that's true. At the true. same time. Uh, I think the culture has shifted enough that people don't see it as like their handout per se, but they think of themselves as the giver rather than, you know, like, oh, this receiver asking. Because so many people are asking, I think they've gotten used to that. So yeah. they go, when do I want to give? I think that's when they focus. Not enough people were raised by my grandparents. That's what I'm catching. That's mm-hmm. what I'm getting from this. <laughs> well, anyway, the news, British news media, you know how they are, right? So yeah. the tabloids, they grow aware of Tony and her terminal cancer wedding request. The GoFundMe's, boom, stories get written. Tabloids are like, oh, we, we can ring out some tears and some clicks out of this stories they grow bigger because there's more to it the dad dies they're like oh my goodness people in the uk learn about this they donate to the gofundme that's set up because remember this is the special day that the couple the day they deserved in quotes mm-hmm. right now this story gets so big in the uk that the premier league english football club everton uh, i'm not sure if you know them no. they're one of the most storied and one of the longest active clubs in the league oh, okay yeah those clubs they're top players they make a video for tony's wedding wishing her luck uh-huh. yeah they, they tell her we hope you and your fiance have a beautiful life together however short it may be no they left that part out <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's, so that's for you that was Thank for you, you. just dark for you pure uh-huh. Cut. Anyway, the big day comes. Because I can say that because I know this story ends. Okay. <laughs> the day of the wedding, Tony's father, who'd passed away, as I told you, he'd made a video and it was played during the wedding. Tears were rolling like snowmelt rivers. The video from the bride's father was a very emotional moment. Every, and there wasn't a dry eye in the wedding, right? Except for maybe the bride. Anyway, something strange happened. The guests noted that the bride began to make jokes. 
But that doesn't Wait, seem like what? the way to come off. That maybe her dad was kind of a laugher. Whatever. Well, everyone deals. She cracked with... a few jokes that made the guests blush. They're like, "That was a little offhand, a little blue." Oh. <laughs> then she launched into what was described as a faultless speech. So apparently, she had no emotional impact from her dead dad's message. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, after the wedding concludes, the newlyweds they rush back to their hotel. But once there, they dump all their wedding cash on the bed and they laugh about how well they made off. Right. Mm-hmm. The next day, they set off to enjoy their honeymoon. They go jetting off to Turkey on all the funds that they raised on. GoFundMe. Uh-huh. A few months later, they also traveled to Germany. Then they bounce out for another trip to the Czech Republic, to Austria, Hungary, and finally a tour of Italy. Wow. Not wow. bad for a woman with terminal cancer, right? Yeah, I mean, how many appointments did she miss? <laughs> exactly. I'm imagining her doctors are very lenient. <laughs> anyway, she's really able to leg it out. I'm impressed with the yeah. old girl. Right, so she's a, you know, like most people fighting for their lives, they don't go on Six Nation tours. Not I mean, really. I'm just saying. But anyway, my point is, the reason for her unusual stamina is that Tony Standen didn't have cancer. I knew it. Can you believe it, Elizabeth? Elizabeth, she did not have cancer. She faked it all. She shaved her head, started posting about cancer for like a year and a half or whatever, started raking in the pounds that, and the sterling so she and her man could enjoy, quote, the day they deserve. That is the worst mojo that she is. She is a garbage person. <laughs> just, she's, just, she's she the, is a ju- piece she's of trash. She's the juice in the trash that the garbage sits yeah, in. Yeah, she's the smelly juice in the bottom. So oh, my all God. All this comes to light when she returned to the UK from her honeymoon. From the second, from the second trip, and it, it didn't come out immediately, right? Because at first, you know, she had to go for another lie. She uh, she caught a new fake disease. COVID came around, and you better believe it. She fake caught it. Wait, so, she faked COVID. It was faked, really easy to go get. Yeah, exactly, she faked it. She's like, so she, go to a train station. She, she, she told her friends that she had contracted the novel coronavirus. They're like, oh no, but this didn't trigger sympathy from her friends because they're like. I don't think she's telling the truth. Wait, so at this point, her friends knew that she didn't have cancer. No, they don't know. They still think she has cancer. So they're worried about so her friend like with a... terminal cancer getting COVID. They're oh like, she doesn't seem to be acting like, you know, the way you would if you had terminal cancer and you got COVID. She's like, like telling intubated? us. And then she's brunching the next day or whatever, right? Oh, so they're God. like, I don't believe this, right? So they begin to talk amongst themselves. They start to compare notes. The friends are like, Chuck, when did you see her? I saw her out at the pub the other night, right? Whatever. Anyway, they determined she's a big old liar. So they arrange a group phone call to see if they can get her to say some stuff, you know. They confront her about her cancer diagnosis, her fake COVID. At first, of course, she's like, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And anyway, she eventually admits, all right, you caught me. I don't it. I'm at girl. And she comes clean. Her <laughs> friends are horrified. She they turned call into it... Dick Van Dyke for a minute. <laughs> exactly. Total. Like, she just, yeah. It's, that's my favorite British accent. The fake American <laughs> British accent. It's the best. Everybody knows you're not it's doing so a real good. British accent. It's like, anyway, so this ultimate betrayal. And <laughs> oh, uh oh. So they, they mollify their anger. They, she texts her friends. And she's like, I love you both. I'm thankful for everything over the last couple of years. I'm very sorry for all this. I'm embarrassed and heartbroken and right now. Now I'm struggling. So then she became Jamie Tart. Yeah, she moved all around. She's she's <laughs> got it. she fakes a lot, Elizabeth. She does. <laughs> so, so that didn't do anything for her friends. It wasn't just the fault of my accent. It was her, her words because it was a text. <laughs> anyway, her family is embarrassed, angry. Tony Standen, she pleaded guilty to charges of fraud. Now she's not in America. So what type of punishment is she getting? Uh, she goes to I don't know. Puts her in the Tower of London. She gets five months in a UK jail. Wow. Yes. Now, all told, how much do you think she raised? So this five months in jail, what okay. was this worth to her? I don't know. What she raised? Like 130,000 pounds? No. Small potatoes. 11,000 pounds. That's she it? did it for 14,400 US That's dollars. That's it? Yeah. She risked it all for the price of a used Honda. And she got, she got to go all those places on 11... 11- 
Wow. Yeah, I know. And I don't know that maybe. It, and the dream wedding, like what it involved ponies. Dude, I'm telling you, I think you're right. The five months in jail against a chance to take an extended two trips and a dream wedding. Do you know how expensive weddings are? I mean, Very you expensive. I do five months in a UK jail I mean, just to pay for had, the wedding. She probably had like a chocolate fountain yeah, and, some, and a bubble machine, <laughs> like six ponies. And a unicorn as her, to as bring her in the ring on the horn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we've t- covered some uglier crimes than this, but I've got some more ugly for you. You yes, ready? I uh, love it. I but love it. But they are 100% ridiculous. I okay. guarantee you that one. I got this last one for you. I feel like I've been covering too many fake weddings with women. So, once again, we're going to go back to the gentleman's side. Uh-huh. We had a dude, uh, you know, who is, well, we'll call him a groom. He didn't quite make it to the altar, but uh-huh. we'll call him a groom for now. Meet Tucker Bladenford. The 23 year old American was set to marry Alex Lancaster. No, or Lancaster. She was also 23, and she and he, they were both students at Connecticut and a university in Connecticut, mm-hmm. university unnamed. The two met, fall in love. Individually, they planned a life together. Now, all the while, uh, Lancaster, she was from the UK. So the fiance was worried that she would have to return home to the UK, and her, their love wouldn't survive that distance. It wouldn't mm-hmm. survive the, the pond, if you will. But then, as if he could hear her fears in her beating heart, Blanford, he proposed to Lancaster. He's like, I want you to be my wife, my my number one for the rest of my life. And she was overjoyed. She enthusiastically said, oi, yeah. (laughs) No, she said yes. And so the courtship had been remarkable. He was a perfect gentleman, Elizabeth. He gifted her with jewelry. He fed her with expensive meals, nights out, all the stuff a young woman would want. College, 23 years old. Mm. So it's like young romance, right? Okay. So yeah, anyway, their courtship continued. He introduced Lancaster to his family. She met his parents because, you know, he's the American. They were warm, accommodating. They welcomed her in as her future daughter-in-law, Lancaster and Blanford, they began to plan the wedding. Everything is just looking like it's coming up roses. It's going to be a grand affair. They're planning like just a no-stops wedding, right? It would be in Connecticut. The, the bride-to-be, she shopped for her wedding dress. She purchased one. She found the white dress that she'd always wanted. She loved it. She bought it. She picked out the wedding invitations. She found the right fonts or whatever it is. She gets the save-the-date cards. Oh, she's Spending dollar after dollar, she purchases plane tickets because, you know, school's ended. She's got to fly back to the U.K. She wants her fiancé to meet her family. So she buys him a ticket to fly back to the U.K. to meet her family, her friends. Everything is bliss. Future, bright, inviting. Then (laughs) the proverbial other shoe dropped. Rather than just tell you about Elizabeth, I'd like you to close your eyes. And pictures. Yes, my eyes are closed. You are an orange tabby house cat. Yes. You belong to the sister of Alex Lancaster. You've never been particularly fond of Alex, but she's all right in your book. Anyway, while she's back home, you've warmed up to her somewhat. At the moment, you're on the bed, purring in a spot of afternoon light. Alex has been petting your soft belly fur, but she stops when her phone rings. You listen to her end of the call as you luxuriate in your sunspot, and you wonder if she'll soon return to petting you. You continue to purr. She does not return to petting you. Instead, you hear Alex say, Hello, Mr. Blanford. How are you? You don't know this, but the call is from her fiancé's father. You can't hear his side of the call, but if you could, you would hear Mr. Blanford tell Alex that his son had been feeling rather depressed lately. He'd been battling against intrusive suicidal thoughts, and, well, he lost the fight. According to his father, her fiancé had thrown himself in front of a speeding car and ended his life. Oh, no. You look up when Alex gasps in shock. She begins to cry. 
you get up and curl in her lap. Maybe petting your ultra soft belly fur will help her with her tears. Yes. If not, at least it'll feel good for you. It's just pure cat logic. Win-win. So meanwhile, Alex is speed walking her way through the five stages of grief. She thanks the father for letting her know. She hangs up, but she doesn't move. She just stares forward, that thousand-yard stare. Then a moment later, she grabs her phone, and she calls back to the Blanford home. This time, the father doesn't answer. Instead, it's the fiancé's mother. You listen as Alex Lancaster speaks with the mom, and only this phone call goes far differently. The mother doesn't stick to the same story. She just lets the truth fly. The mother of the would-be groom, she says that her son isn't dead. He didn't kill himself, and that she's heard nothing about any wedding. In fact, she'd been told that her son and his English girlfriend had broken up, and she'd returned home to the UK. You listen as Alex Lancaster's voice goes through a range of emotions. <laughs> oh my she God. settles on anger. Then she finds out the ugliest truth of them all. She hadn't spoken to the father at all. Instead, her fiancé had faked his father's voice no. and told her the tale of woe of his son's <laughs> tragic suicide. The groom made up his own suicide to get out of a oh wedding. Oh, my God. I was going to say, the dad is in for some bad, bad luck. Al- oh, my God, right? Alex screams so loud and then throws the phone that you give up being petted and you flee the room. Yes. All right, Elizabeth. The UK tabloid, the Daily Mail, they got a hold uh-huh. of this story. Oh, God bless. And they rung it through. <laughs> they uh, they tracked down the fake suicide groom in Connecticut, and they asked him, what the hell were you thinking, mate? And uh, Blanford told the Daily Mail that Alex was a wonderful girl, but I just got scared, and he wanted to get out of the wedding, and he just didn't know how. So he faked a suicide. Don't know how to do between, it. I don't know how it fake a suicide. You are not, there were no other options. You are not it. adult enough. You're not man enough to get married. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know what? You can't marry a dead guy. If I'm dead, boom, done. Oh my God. So he faked his own death. Simple. Easy. So anyway, he also told the Daily Mail that he did apologize to Alex. He sent her a text. Oh, that, that, <laughs> that does it. That That's... text must have been amazing. Oh, my God. So this chicken heart, he sent her money also to pay for his half of the wedding expenses. That's like the only half-decent thing he did. Uh-huh. And anyway, Alex, who wasn't so forgiving or kind about the man who she at one time was going to spend her the rest of her life with. When she was asked of what she thought of Blanford, Alex Lancaster, she called her one-time fiancé, quote, a gutless man. Yeah. That's like uh, like calling someone a hollow man. It yeah. just really nails it. Exactly. Not a serious person. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, I was like, dude, get her out or get him, Alex. Whatever. I get confused <laughs> by the name. Anyway, if you're wondering what Alex Lancaster is up to now, she started a new career. Can you guess what it is? Uh, pet psychic. Good call. Pet detective. She sells wedding favors, homemade wedding favors. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Just that. created with spite. <laughs> exactly. So from all these tales of wayward nuptials and newlyweds, what's our ridiculous takeaway here? Oh, my God. The wedding industrial complex, man. <laughs> like, it's got these people all geared up. I don't know. I think uh, we are not serious people. I know I am not a As a generation, we are not serious <laughs> we are people. Not serious people. Well, thanks for listening. You can find us online, Ridiculous Crime, on both Twitter, Instagram, and now Threads. Oh yeah, we have a website. I was on. I was running the Threads yeah, I, account. You got it taken away. I saw what you did. They they texted me over the weekend. They're like, "Can you stop her? Would you have the password?" I'm like, "I don't." Have I the figured password. it out the second time, and now I can't. I can't get back in now. Dude, I can't. I don't even. You know, I don't even try to get in. But they were like. I can't get the password now either. Just had a fear that you may be able to read it no, or I I'm wrote honestly, it down somewhere. I am trying to, I'm, I'm like, Do don't think, tell. Are you going to get it again? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and get it All again. All right, let's see. Anyway, we'll be there to check threads to see if Elizabeth gets the password again. <laughs> we also have a website, RidiculousCrime.com, and you can download the iHeart TalkBack app. Hit us up. Elizabeth loves those. If you're old school, you can email us. Don't I like those. If you not. want to, it's a RidiculousCrime at gmail.com. Well, we'll catch you next time. 
Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zarin Brady. Produced and edited by our resident justice of the peace, Dave Cousin. Researches by Marissa. Say yes to the dress, Brown and Andrea. This is my favorite wedding song, Charpentier. Our theme song is by Thomas Something Borrowed Lee and Travis Something Blue Dutton. Executive producers are Ben Something Old, Bolin and Noel Something New Brown. Ridiculous Crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.